0: Hey, I'm Matt Justin, and I'm Tom Massero, and you're listening to the Crypto Miner Podcast. And welcome back to episode 14 of the Crypto Miner Podcast. I'm Tom Massero. And I've got my host, Matt Justin, with me. And this week, we do something a little different. We're having a conversation with Oleg, owner of Hash Expert Technologies, a leading figure in the minor broker space. Matt, why don't you take it away? Hey, how's it going, Oleg?
1: Yeah, hi, guys. Thanks for having me here today.
0: Great. We appreciate
2: you coming on. I know it's a little late over there. Uh, we started a little late, so I, I apologize for that. But... um Maybe you could tell our audience a, a little bit about Hash Experts and and what you do and who do you cater to and so forth.
1: So uh, we started basically as a sourcing agency for the um, electronics, like way before in like 2016 or something. 2016 maybe uh, we. Used source the like data center equipment and stuff like that, like mostly like you know switching net, networking gear, like racks, all this stuff. And eventually, when uh, the mining thing kicked in, like for the broader masses, we just found out that all the people who were buying the data center equipment from us uh, actually were actually building the uh, mining operations. So when like some of the customers reached out to try to source them the mining equipment at the time, it was like, what it was, um, S5 or S7 maybe from Bitman. So yeah, why not? And, uh, like having the experience in exports and sourcing and dealing with Chinese people and all that stuff, we just started to roll that ball, you know what I'm saying? So. Basically, consider us as a translator between Western market and Chinese market. That's interesting. This will be the most. This will be the most accurate description, actually.
2: Okay, I, I was under the impression since you're on the eastern side over there that you were uh, mainly interfacing with uh, those folks over, like in Russia and uh, maybe in Europe. So. How much of of your business would you say is is Western and Eastern?
1: Well, you know it depends. Um, obviously, we started from the country we are in, like from Russia. Uh, so back in uh, back in two thousand eighteen, maybe we were doing a lot of Russian sales and a bit of U.S. sales. But afterwards, during last year's bear time. Obviously, a lot of Russian domestic people was like stocked with and couldn't buy the new equipment and all that stuff. We focused on the US market, which uh, obviously have a way bigger capacity. And the uh, like most important thing is having like seamless importing, like import process and all that stuff because, man. Uh, Importing is in Russia is like pain. Probably Matt may know that too. Talking about Russia and U.S., uh, shipment wise, export wise, import wise, whatever. U.S. is definitely the thing. So interesting. And plus saying honestly, there are not that much demand now in Russia because in Russia, it's still, um, sort of, um, illegal, not, not illegal, but, uh, we don't have still any framework. Like crypto related framework or whatever. So, uh, basically the thing is for like the authorities, uh, the thing about mining is, uh, whether you imported uh, miners properly or not. And concerning our like import duties and VAT and whatever shipment costs, uh, the miners just become like 30% of something expensive. So there's not. Much of the market right here now it's mostly the used equipment, saying honest, to so, you know like use the s nine so whatever so uh ain't that much people buying new gear actually interesting
2: so so how would you differentiate yourself from someone like uh Scott offered? We had him on in the show recently uh I, I know he's a broker and he he's deals with a lot of the used market and resale market some sometimes new. Do you mainly do pre-sales or do you do both, uh, used? What, do you, what are you seeing?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, talking about Scott, he's kind of like a proper broker, like a definition of broker, right? And talking about us, we are basically a proxy between China and Western people. So we are doing uh, both like at on sales, like stock sales and uh, the pre-orders as well. Sometimes we work uh, directly with manufacturers, like being a bulk customer with like Bitmain or whatever. We uh, sometimes we are uh, helping people to allocate the units they can get themselves, maybe uh, because of like having lower tier, lower lower customer tier or whatever. To be honest, our main uh, field is to work on the Chinese resale market, like that famous uh, seg market, which basically all the minor sales in China are at, in Shenzhen. So, we are, yeah, we're in touch with pretty much all the big sellers there, like resellers, like uh, bulk customers for all the manufacturing. I have my partner living uh, the whole time in uh, Hong Kong, and he's also a, a a fluent Chinese speaker, so that probably would be our main advantage when it comes to you know working in china so basically a lot of chinese sellers consider us as local players not the uh foreigners you know
2: interesting and uh if someone does business with you you said you have a u.s bank account or how do, how do people do uh, yeah, business with you mainly yeah, yeah, bitcoin yeah. or or
1: Oh, uh, you mean like payment wise? Yeah, payment uh, wise.
2: How how would like someone do business with someone like you?
1: I, I I say I I say the retail customers like one to five to ten rigs per order is probably Bitcoin, yeah. But for the bigger orders, obviously it's wire uh, because of uh, you know the exchange rates and all this stuff like Bitcoin volatility and things. Gotcha. And plus, it's uh, kind of uh, more secure for us people to know they are dealing with the company which is established in us you know i mean uh, not the company itself but at least the account so it's kind of giving us some like credit points too so when did you get involved in
2: in bitcoin yourself how long have you been involved in this uh in mining or or were you ever a miner
1: uh yeah i'm, I'm kind of not like hardcore one but um uh, I learned Bitcoin from Silk Road, obviously, as pretty much everyone else. <laughs> and, uh, for like Russian, uh, analog of Silk Road, kind of that. And I actually, uh, never thought of it like, you know, too serious and just, uh, right, uh, as I was telling, right in like 2016 or something when uh, people around my, my customers, my like electronics customers started to swarm around cryptocurrency mining. That's where I started to be involved. And as per mining for myself, I'm I don't know, still running maybe a hundred of S9 somewhere in Russia. And um, but my biggest mining endeavor was probably when there was like a long mining around, if you remember that. Of course.
2: Tom remembers that. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah. And I've been buying like the, those Decorate units and like mined the whole bunch of Decorate like during first couple of weeks. Successfully caught a candle to the Bitcoin <laughs> and actually that was everything I got from that. But yeah, I still have some S9 spinning. Hmm. So yeah, you you can consider me a miner as well it's like they're spinning's like from from last year when there was like 90 bucks or something with psu in china so i just bought the whole bunch just to to see what they how long they will will they will work because everybody will be oh as that S, s9 out dead like in a month or in a two or in a three or whatever yeah but i still get my i still have mine spinning so and they're still dropping some coin to me, so
2: yeah, that's been a, a topic of ours, uh, and uh, I've been saying that about it. Uh, when will the S nine die? We've been predicting its death many times. Oh, you think it will die around uh, the happening? Or you think?
1: Um, yeah. Um,
2: it it really depends on the price, right?
1: You know, uh, I'd say it really depends of what people will do with them, because. Um, now we are seeing an increased demand for like stripped boards. People started to realize that it's um like shipping the whole we use with s nine isn't fairly expensive because of the uh like the case and when and all this stuff so obviously some people now working into the um, gaining the uh most efficient setup uh using s nine lower the capital cost to the minimum so we are now having yeah let's say it's it, it kind of increased demand uh for the boards themselves for the uh controllers for maybe uh, custom psu so whatever people would use in their like custom setup so i'd not say s9 will die even after having maybe It just depends of uh, on what power they will be running, and in what setup they will be running.
2: So, what type of pricing are you seeing on S nines right now in the, you know, resale?
1: Oh, it's. uh, Let me pull my website. Actually, Uh, it's just probably it would be about one hundred forty with PSU X works from Shenzhen and the shipment is about 45 bucks per set so it's probably uh now probably the cost of s9 ships to us is on par with uh the domestic price so like 200 no actually domestic price is 180 so <laughs> sort of yeah it depends on the condition right. but like median price will be 180 so they are on par now, but, uh, as you may know, a lot of Chinese miners are switching from, uh, the regions they were mining in during the summer, during the flu season. So, um, obviously there will be, uh, more cheaper units popping up here and there. And we expect the landed cost for a used unit to be like, 20 to 30 bucks lower comparing domestic like exactly what happened last year if you can remember when uh, the uh, US domestic prices just aligned to the Chinese market and the people who weren't quick enough to dump their gear at like uh, 200 something was like forced to just panic sell it around what it was like 120 or something. So. We're expecting the same time conditions to come again. In
2: January, February, March, the same thing like last year? Uh,
1: no, like kind of, be, uh, probably before the January, but bef- uh, like super early January because, uh, the Chinese people starting to go on holiday like from the very early January. So, uh, a lot of people, uh, would like to dump their gear. And like to get in cash, obviously. So expect this to start to happen like from, uh, December to the early January or something. But anyway, it depends of the, uh, difficulty. Obviously not that much of the di- difficulty, but probably more, uh, of the Bitcoin price itself. So, you know, as usually in crypto, it's hard to predict, but, uh, what we see now is, yeah, something like that.
0: Oleg, I've got to. I've got a couple questions regarding regarding um, your, I guess, like your connections in China, and specifically tailored around kind of the current soap opera news that's taking place out there. Um, a couple days ago, you know, there were reports that uh, Mike Re uh, Zan, who is one of the co-founders of Bitmain, uh, wrote an open letter to Bitmain employees, basically confirming that he was removed as a legal representative of the company without consent and that Jihan kind of did a a hostile takeover. And then today we hear news of um, uh, Dr. Yang, the founder of uh, MicroBT, is being held by police and Coindesk is reporting that it's likely to assist in an investigation over a business dispute. You being plugged in there, like, uh, should this be concerning to, you know, U.S. miners or just the mining market in general? What's your take on it?
1: Um, Well, uh, first of all, um, I'm not savvy in Chinese corporate law, but uh, to me it's strange that someone can remove from the board lacking the concern, (laughs) consent, I mean. So uh, it's just strange to me how this uh, even – could happen but yeah regardless uh it's obviously Jahan is back on track again at uh, and we'll be seeing like good old Bitmain moving forward obviously they sort of stagnated oh yeah it's the right word stagnated you had it <laughs> i mean what i feel is Bitmain kind of stagnated during the last year they obviously lost the sales game to what minor this year yep be- because the uh what miner have like more efficient and uh bigger hash lower price machine which is like still effective uh which still was effective big be- uh, before bit cut the prices again like recently uh obviously jihan and his part of allies uh wasn't happy with the uh, uh like the way things were in place during the uh McCre- <laughs> Dire- directorship. so what i think we will we will see dirty war to happen i'd not i'd not say these two um things are linked together i mean uh the bit main uh like riot and the uh dr young so-called right. detention yeah i mean uh, what's minor cases obviously is uh Looking back to that time, they lost that uh, IP uh, case in the court when Bitmain wanted to sue him over his using like S7 or S9 designs or whatever. But that court ruled that this design is so like wide broad use, so uh, there couldn't be a case at all. But still, uh, probably they are still trying to investigate this like forward, uh, and that's why he was like taken into custody. But what i feel is uh, everybody's just translating this not right because in the chinese source this word means taken out not arrested right so right. So, right. so it probably it probably means he was like accompanied by cops to go to speak about it rather he was like cuffed and detained but we don't know like unless there will be any official comments from the work miner. So, uh, yeah, returning to the Bitmain, uh, what I feel, uh, we will, uh, see the, uh, aggressive price politics again. And obviously they started, they started to remove like T17s, uh, and like S17s from the line, switching to the, uh, S17, T17E and plus models which will be like the next step for Bitcoin for like the next half a year maybe or something. So nothing new actually, to be honest. Usually if you can remember the S9 situation back in like a year and a half, when they were like like a grant at the Amazon and after that suddenly they slashed the price to like 300 bucks or something. Nothing new, Think all the miners and all the people wanting to buy miners now, uh, need to consider is just you need to act that way to avoid being burned
0: can yeah can you expand on that a little bit in what in what way uh would they need to avoid being burned
1: uh being burned by bitman itself I mean like not you know uh oh it's uh, kind of uh, hold up, I'll try to uh, translate it properly um
0: it's yeah i I kind of get what you're saying what you mean is there's a lot of uncertainty. In terms of their business and uh you you you're careful when you're making big orders with them because you don't even know who's in charge or
1: yeah kind of yeah we have a lot of obstacles here i mean like shipping dates coupons and all that stuff so you just need to balance between all these conditions to get what you want i mean you know not just act like uh black friday sale like oh wow bitman slash price let's buy like a fuck ton of euro whatever
0: <laughs> right yeah
1: but just just act wisely i mean just try to forecast probably uh, like the possible moves of like other players on the market i don't, just not being in a rash actually yeah yeah like uh, just not rash because if if someone have money to buy a gear he would buy the gear and eventually uh, but you can buy you know you can buy something which it will be like bad for you moving forward or you will be stuck with stuck with um, an actual gear not uh, modern gear over there like for example with uh, people those were buying like uh, may pre-orders with bitmain mm-hmm. there was I can tell exactly because I haven't had my orders that time, but I assume the price was about, um, 2,600 something. Uh, and it was, and it was like prepayment for like six months. And those batches was, were delayed for like two weeks. It should be like September and it was delivered like mid October. And by the time they were delivered, uh, Bitmain have uh had the price on the website like on par with what people were buying uh in May. And you know <laughs> and the uh all the refund people got was like just uh three hundred six bucks coupons or whatever, which you can do nothing with but buy at Bitmain again. So that's what I mean burned actually. Mm. So
0: do you do you see other um competitors coming up like i, I know that you mentioned uh micro bt or what's Miner really taking a lion's share of their um market here are there other manufacturers like in or Canon, or are they really kind of sm- much smaller compared to those two
1: um we're pretty much not dealing with in silicon to be honest so i can't <laughs> predict anything or tell anything here um but as far as I can see, like, for example, Canon is focused more on like big ball quarters. So they are not stepping that much into the retail. So obviously they have like, uh, different price politics for like their bigger customers. And we wouldn't know exactly what prices the rigs are selling at for MicroBT, Uh, what I see is, um, they obviously should stick with, they obviously should, uh, should do something price wise. Concerning the recent Bitmain price flashes. But, uh, what I also see, they have a solid share of the market now. And probably all the people that were buying, uh, What's gear, uh, during like the last six months want to be switching to Bitmain for the next run. You know what I'm saying? So they probably got like a large customer base already. Talking about What's Miner, mm, the first thing To me, they need to deal with is that like so-called factory delays, that situation on the Chinese market that was like, you know, basically made up by a few resellers and made all that confusion with like batch dates and all that stuff and make a lot of people be mad over it. I agree. Uh, A lot of
2: confusion uh, on the marketplace and uh, the delays. I mean, we're, we're told one thing, we don't really know what's going on. I mean I tend to believe what they're saying to, you know in their in their press releases
1: but uh
2: you never know right
1: <laughs> yeah but obviously how I uh, how I see that it's uh the delay wasn't that bad you know <laughs> that everybody was was everybody thinking it's just like a certain group of people just starting to fuck around with
2: batch dates I think I think the spot market had something to do with it the spot market started going up in price. And so that, that gives these guys a green light to sell what they have, push off what they what, what they took in pre-sale and try to get more boxes somehow. And, and they play this game. Some of these guys, I've heard.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what's happened. Because uh, if you remember when like uh, M20 uh, 68 terahash on hit like, Three thousand three hundred something on spot, and that's where it happened. So, eventually, all the further batches were sort of so-called postponed, and people just uh, like these like shady like resellers whatever started to sell the units that people pre-ordered way before as stock and lie to their customers that it's uh, the factory is delaying. And after the factory stepped in and like made those two like statements concerning the uh, dates and shipments and whatever. Uh like these like people started to try to fix that, you know? <laughs> and obviously the way they can fix it is to wait for the next batch and to reorder the machine. And this was like a snowball, you know, the delay was like, the delay became bigger and, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And this was totally not the factory fault. It's like, to me, it's totally made up situation. So.
2: Well, I, I do believe there is a factory delay and, and, and there's about a two to three week, maybe delay on batches still, even though it was promised to be caught up. But, but from what I heard, the, the major distributors already shipped a lot of the September October batches anybody who hasn't received them has bought from someone who is not that reputable possibly and uh and is pushing them along like we like we said but uh just to circle back to the Dr uh Yang uh story so what i was reading was as i woke up to news this morning about it and uh and then i confirmed it with my people in china and that um that it said uh, he was taken by the police to an undisclosed source. Alluded that the event is related to the intellectual property dispute with Bitmain Tech. So that leads me to believe that uh, the order of events happened: Jihan stole the company, switched uh, registrations on him, tried to force him out with with a power move of some sort or an illegal move. I don't know. And uh, he's a shareholder, and then. Now McCree is fighting back. He's got political contacts, and he's now entangled Dr. Young in this whole dispute, maybe accusing him of also the theft of the company. Okay. And that's that, that was my take on it, because then a follow-up to that tweet by um, uh, uh, someone called Mabel Jiang, who um, my colleagues in, in China as well confirmed that this was an event, The follow-up that she said was, technically, this is not aligned with the normal procedure of police taking away someone, so have to conjecture that this is related to someone's political connection.
1: Uh Uh-huh, yeah.
2: So it it sounds like there's a shitstorm brewing between the two companies. uh, They're being embroiled in this. sounds like McCree has a lot more context than was thought and is pulling in some weight from the government side of things to his theft of, you know, of of his property. It's going to be a a really interesting uh, couple months, (laughs) especially, you know, especially when, you know, they're still set to deliver more boxes. Like you said, I think Bitmain uh, and Jihan played a power move after that conference and he deliberately lowered the prices to try to screw over the competition again. First, the, this type of behavior, like you said, was a pattern. It, it was he did this against Dragonman people when he thought that they were attacking him, yeah. and then he just dropped the the price and and also against Watts Miner. But they weren't as well known at that time. The, the M10 never sold well, so I would have to say that it had to be Hailong that they were trying to screw with. And now I see that they're trying to screw with Watts Miner. By dropping the price well below the presale of January, so uh, I was a little shocked to see the price uh, per terahash drop below thirty, and that's indicative of someone trying to make a statement. I think.
1: Uh, yeah, it's to be specific, it's twenty-seven dollars per terahash wow. for January at Bitmain for the S Seventeen Plus. That's like over four or five
2: dollars
0: a terahash on a presale. Right, but that goes into that goes into what Oleg was saying earlier, which is because of all of this new uncertainty that 's going on in Bitmain, they 're trying to lure potentially they 're trying to lure people in with these low prices, but it 's a very unstable situation there uh, you have to go in with a certain amount of risk that you know that you 're taking on, whether that means you might not get everything as fast as you would normally get or everything will be a, you know smooth like a smooth process. That's I'm sure some people will take that risk on that little bit of a price beater compared to what you could get a what's miner for. But now the tables have flipped because what's miner now has a reputation for the most part of being stable. You know, delivering their products somewhat on time, even with those delays. It was like you said, Matt. They were delays. They weren't. They weren't anything astronomical compared to like people who bought in the past who were much much longer delays than that. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it'll be a fun next like six months to happening. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, if Litman decided to screw over his own bulk customers, like big, like really bu- big bulk customers who, who were ordering like I don't know, like thousands of units way back to May, if they decided to sacrifice that. Uh, but rather cut prices regardless. They are pursuing like kind of bigger goals, which we don't know about yet, probably. I mean, you know, the cost of this, co- this specific price slash is too high for them. I mean, like reputation wise and all that stuff, because, you know, obviously if you're like doing uh, like freezing your money, like for half a year and order it like thousands of units, and by the time you got them shipped, the list price is like lower than your buying price. You will not be very confident moving forward with that supplier. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so if we, you know, on one part of this scale is their relationship with, uh, their big customers and we just don't know what's on the other cup of those scales, you know? So if if they decided to sacrifice uh, their relationship with customers again,
2: well, they did uh, reissue the filing attempt. I think that was also uh, some kind of news, right, Tom? That they were reviving the IPO attempt again, and
1: um, this time in US, I assume, right?
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. At least at least there there are reports that they're talking about it in connection with Canaan mentioning that they're going to be trying to do that as well. well this is definitely a black swan
2: event in the mining industry um the price is down uh from today it's already dipped below uh 9000 and hit 8700 i think uh, as the time we were recording it's about 87.79 right now so uh, that 's definitely an indication that the markets are reacting to some kind of uh, distress in the mining world, which is has an impact on on the overall Bitcoin environment uh, i, I don 't know if actual hash rate is affected directly, but indirectly uh, this is uh, a seismic event. McCree obviously is pulling all the strings out, but I, I just want to remind our listeners the order of events that we seem to have in the news. In, put down is is that Jihan first uh, announces these boxes. The prices are reduced. Then we find out that McCree is, is thrown out. We hear that he's thrown out rumors, okay? And he's written out somehow. People are doubting that. And then McCree puts a statement out to the employees, basically causing tons of confusion at the internal. Imagine working for Bitmain. What would you think about the company? let alone they've laid off everybody, practically. Uh, they slimmed down, they had to. Now their owners are a big quarrel, and it seems like they're bringing in Dr. Young into this, or is at least, against Jihan. So it, it should be a pretty uh, seismic event, I think, in, in, in Bitcoin mining, at least. I don't know if, if traders really care about it, but they could use this event as say, "Hey, let's let's go to cash."
1: Mm, yeah, honestly, um, I, I'm not really seeing they. Tra- I, I, I'm not really seeing the way uh, Doctor Young can help them in that corporate war. Actually, so uh, I mean, either on Mikri or Jihan's side, he's still accused of installing the intellectual property. How 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 this may help?
2: Well, okay? I think he's just trying to stir the pot. I mean, in my mind, he's obviously got strings that he's pulling because uh, this this person reported in China that this was not a uh, normal event to happen. Normally, it wouldn't be police coming to your office and asking you to come with them. It would be a letter of some sort or asking to cooperate yeah. in some respect. So maybe maybe he's being accused of something wrongly. And he's being entangled in this just because he's a, a figure in this mining game.
1: I mean, I mean, yeah. What I mean is, at the end, uh, if uh, either Jihan would overtook the company or Mikri would will overtook the company, they both will profit. Or
2: what happens if they split? What happens if there's two pit mains? And what happens if the money that you sent to them doesn't doesn't get processed right? What happens if some of the people internally? Don't want to work for Jihan. They want to work for McCree. We don't really know what the sentiment is. I mean, you're in Russia. We're in the U.S. Uh, we both hear reports from Chinese you know, uh, contacts, and, and we could take them at face value. I heard it directly that this was true. So I was stunned that the, you know, I thought it was FUD when I first read it. I don't know, you know, I hope it doesn't affect uh, the rest of the pre-sales that were sold. Uh, at least for Watts, at least for Watts minor, for Bitmain, I mean, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. You're going to send a half a million dollars to a company who is legally fighting each other and we don't know where <laughs> bank accounts are going to go, who's going to touch. I mean, someone someone can clear it all out and leave the country, you know? Which,
1: which, which I basically just did. <laughs> This week, <laughs> not a half a million, but yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, you sent them a bunch uh, of money. Sort of, yeah, but it's spot order, so I will be getting it like on Monday. I already have a tracking number, so. Oh, good.
2: But I think that this is going to escalate. It's going to snowball. It's not. It's not just now. Now that there's like, now that they see that they've somehow embroiled Watts Miner MicroBT into this, and uh, obviously all their employees are obviously shell shocked, and we're shell shocked so uh, it's one thing to have a dispute amongst two partners it's another thing to bring in this third party and now have police involved well so i, I, I uh, it's it's definitely uh, an event that needs to uh, be followed closely and and i wouldn't invest money in uh in bitmain at least
1: what i usually suggest to my customers it's to wait you know because uh chinese even have a saying that uh you Shouldn't start anything on Friday, <laughs> so uh, we just mm-hmm. need to wait over the weekend. Uh, and on like Monday or Tuesday, we'll probably see how market will play this out. I mean the, uh, I mean the hardware market.
2: In my mind, they're already reacting. We went from ninety-two hundred to eighty-six eighty already today. That's
1: yeah. I- I'm actually talking about the price for the hardware, not the Bitcoin itself, because. Uh. Uh, obviously, yeah, Bitcoin itself can like jump or go down, like just based on full FUD. But from what, from my experience, uh, the hardware prices are based on the, uh, information. You know what I'm saying? So on like uh, over this, during this weekend or over this weekend, the key players on the Chinese resale market will definitely know how the things really is concerning both Dr. Young uh, detention and Bitmain riots and all that stuff. I just wait till the beginning of next week to see how hardware market reflects that because obviously the uh, Jihan and me, Chris split up, which happened last week, haven't hit the market that much I mean uh, people more having a stance uh, like as soon as they ship their shit I'm good with it so not really caring who is on top of that so turning this with minor news yeah we probably just need to wait it over
0: great I think that kind of wraps up maybe that portion of the uh, the conversation uh, Oleg I would I'd like to ch- kind of go to uh, a thing that you brought up in Matt kind of um, pulled out was that you work as a sort of proxy um, to the local Chinese market for primarily people back here in the States or entities back here, at least in Canada and the U.S. Can you talk about what you've seen in terms of like growth and the uh, size of farms, et cetera, or the size of investment here in the United States and, and in Canada in the last like, I don't know, maybe 18 months or so?
1: Yeah, uh what I see is I, I've just been in Frankfurt like two weeks ago for the Bitmain event and uh we was uh, we were talking with a lot of people about that topic and uh what, what I feel and what I see is people just still buying gear regardless of what happened because obviously the big players have their plans they need to stick to concerning like rolling out the like phasing out the new hash rate. Phasing out the new buildouts and all that stuff. Whatever happens, trading Bitcoin, like trading market, or uh, of kind of you know urgent things like this, like Bitmain drama or what's minor thing. People just buying miners according to their plans, which I believe were drafted a year ago or like maybe even earlier. So people are just kind of cool with it and just trying to get the uh, best deal available at the moment. So what I mean is uh, like maybe if someone knows he will need to phase out, you know, the next 10 megawatts by the end of November, he comes to me and say, well, okay, I need to have like a, a hash by the end of November. What do you have now on stock or at pre-order? How can we like... Work this out to lower the capital cost or whatever. They wouldn't say, "Okay, I'm not buying gear this month." They just trying to, you know, trying to balance everything to be inside
0: their plan. Gotcha. Do you see us becoming a major player in uh, in the mining and hash war front?
1: Uh, U.S. Yes, absolutely. We're now we 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 never the actual capacity of Chinese market. To be honest. What I see for us, yeah, it's uh, a lot of new facilities are phasing out, and a lot of people are uh, being involved in this. And what I see and what uh, I enjoy the most, it seems like we're went uh, past normies opening uh, mining collocations to the people who know know what they are doing, opening mining operations. So it basically attracted uh, more experienced people and more uh, people with a sort of background, engineers or like, you know, financial guys or whatever, or like engineers that building for financial guys or whatever. So the market in US, uh US became more, uh, becoming more and more professional, you know what I mean? Uh, no more, could dude just opened it, you know, some shelves in his like barn to host the miners for other dudes. It's more like, uh, right, professional, right. well drafted project, you know, creating, uh, like workplaces for people, like using power more than like factories and whatever. Uh, during the Frankfurt event, I was on a panel with Jihan and a few other guys. Uh, and it was kind of Q and A section with him. Everybody was talking about that the mining industry itself grew that big that. And, and became that professional, uh, that garments and whatever just can't ignore it anymore. It's just like a whole new industry. For example, like, uh, recycling industry was like 10 years ago or something or, uh, solar industry or like wind industry or whatever. And now, uh, cryptocurrency mining is just another industry, which should be considered by everyone because it creates Workplaces, it pay taxes, it's using excess of electricity or whatever. So it's just yeah, it just grew bigger and bigger and bigger each year, which is good.
0: Fascinating. Thanks. Well, that was a great conversation. No, I I think um, you know it's very good to get be able to get insight from someone who's not here in the states, but yet is obviously dealing with uh, many different entities from all over the United States and in, you know, kind of North America, our, our goal is always to learn something and to have our listeners to be able to learn something as well. So I think mission accomplished on this episode.
2: Well, it was great talking with you and uh, <laughs> yeah. I've never talked to you in person, uh, on the voice before. I've always chatted with you online, but maybe you can tell our listeners, uh, how they can contact you and, uh, and your website address.
1: Thanks first of all, thank you guys for having me here today. Uh it's actually the first time I mm. kind of went out of the shape, you know. And yeah, of course if anyone uh wants to ask me something or uh want to have any inquiry or concern about mining gear from China, just hit us up on telegram at Hash Expert or visit our website which is hash expert dot net. Awesome.
0: Oleg, we just want to say thanks once again. And uh, Matt, any any final well, thoughts as we, we head shall out? see what's going on, and uh, hopefully uh, next
2: time we record, we'll have some uh, more news to report about all these crazy
0: events taking place in the Bitcoin mining China world. Absolutely, and uh, you know the big my big takeaway from this conversation was, you know, not so much the uh, you know the kind of ongoing soap opera that 's taking place out in China that is that if if you if you kind of peel back the layers right really what 's happening out there is it, it and, and Oleg touched on this is that there 's a pie worth fighting for right so if jihan wasn 't bullish or McCree or any of these other entities weren 't as bullish about the future of mining, which is kind of what Um, only touched on was, Hey, uh, at least the interest that I'm getting here in the United States or in North America is very different than what I was getting, you know, 12 or 18 months ago, which was more of kind of like an amateur setup. Now we're seeing larger professional entities move into the space, you know, I know about, but I I don't know everyone that's, that's doing stuff. And, And Matt is the same way. I look at this as being a very bullish indicator of the next, you know, 8 to 12 months of, of uh, seeing some really cool projects come into this landscape. Yeah. And I'm excited to bring some more
2: interviews as well for our listeners of some, uh, some really impacted people in the mining industry that we got lined up. Hopefully we can uh, get that done and, and put it out before the holidays.
0: So we just want to thank you guys, uh, everyone who's listening, uh, for listening to episode 14 of the Crypto Miner Podcast. I'm Tom Macero and my host, Matt Judson, and we just want to say thank you for listening. Later.
1: a threat. So we-